KC Covers Country. Gabby Barrett responds to claims that she is ruining her career. We were introduced to Gabby Barrett back when she was on American Idol. It was like five years ago. She didn't win, but she's probably the most successful artist of her season with songs like I Hope and The Good Ones and Pick Me Up. Everyone recognizes it. And in 2020, she got married to another artist from her American Idol season, and they got pregnant, like, pretty soon after, so they're already on their third child right now. She's pregnant with their third. Yeah, I remember the first one. Yeah, and it's important to note that they are super open about letting faith faith leave their life and, and... their Christianity. Uh-huh. So Gabby recently was a guest on the Unexpected Love with, whoa, Unexpected with Hannah Love podcast. Hannah Love is married to Shay of Dan and Shay. Okay. And she has a podcast. I'm open to it. They all do. Let's go. So Gabby Barrett was on it and Hannah noted that Gabby doesn't do a lot of duets with other artists or featured songs with other artists. And Gabby's response is kind of making headlines. There's been large song opportunities Mm -hmm. that have come in for me to duet on. There's been songs that are just not appropriate. These love songs that are really intimate, like Mm -hmm. wording wise, and then you could sing it on award shows together. You might be doing interviews. Is that going to make my husband uncomfortable? And I respect him and love him so much that I'm not going to jeopardize my marriage to do a duet. And she basically goes on to say in Nashville, people in the industry are telling her she's essentially ruining her own career because she's not open to these opportunities. I get it. I get jealous when my wife tells me that she's had a dream about another dude. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) If she's up there singing with Luke Bryan, I might be a little jealous. The first thing that came to my mind, and I don't know why, but the first visual I have is Priscilla Block and Justin Moore Moore (laughs) on a stage singing together. And he's like, you're already four letter wording. And she's like, you mean whiskey? (laughs) The disrespect to his wife. I think that there's an element of, like, there is the fourth wall, right? We all kind of know that That actors and actresses that kiss on screen don't necessarily love each other. It's a job. It's a job, yeah. Same with musicians. They're playing those roles. But I get that some people can't separate that. Right. She actually said that verbatim. She was like, I cannot draw the line between what's real and what's not and what's respectful and what's not. So if you do see Gabby doing a duet anytime in the future, just know she's probably having an affair. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably happening. No matter who it is. Last night was the finale of The Voice. Normally I wouldn't talk about something like this, but this year was kind of special because by state area was rooting for Foley, Missouri's own Ruby Lee, a 16-year-old star who made it all the way to finale night. We got to call her and interview her before um, all the live shows started. Her I think it was right after her audition aired and she got every single judge to spin their chairs. Yeah. So we knew that she was going to be a big star this year. And it was a bummer to see that she did not bring home the win, but she got as close as she could and she came in second place, which made everyone super proud. And it's good to know that she was, she has her head on right and she was really proud of herself too. Being from Missouri myself, it's farther than anyone else from Missouri has made it on the show. So I've already set a record. I'm like, this is just going to be just a tiny little pebble in, in, you know, this gravel road that's going to be in front of me. So she knows that she's so young. She's got time. Gosh, I can't even imagine. Like what what I was doing at 16. 
Oh, no. <laughs> I can't even think about it. I was just trying to make my parent, my, my family minivan look cool to my friends because that's all I had to drive at that moment. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was trying, I was just trying to pass biology so I could stay on the cheerleading squad. I can't imagine going and be on The Voice having yeah. a nation of people on Facebook pick you apart. Yeah. And we were talking in the studio that I feel like she's got, like you said, she's got a good head on her shoulders, but she feels mentally a lot older than 16. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree. Yeah. I also, I think she told us that she's homeschooled. Do you remember that? Mm. She's homeschooled. I remember in our conversation okay. now because I asked her, I said, okay, so live shows start. Are you in the middle of a school year? Like, are you going to have to come? And then on the news this morning, they asked, like, is this girl going to have to go back to junior year at some school in Missouri? Yeah. Um, I think she is homeschooled. And I think sometimes that also has a lot to do with the mindset feeling a lot older, maybe at a younger age. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe she's ready for this. She's Yeah, she is ready. I, I just feel like from the interviews that we've seen, she's got this. Yeah. And we're going to be hearing from her on this station, I promise you. Totally. Jelly Roll was also supposed to perform. Sounds like he ended up getting sick because Carson Daly said, hope he feels better soon. So He did say that he was sick, yeah. Saw that post. Yeah, but instead Keith Urban made an appearance. You watched that. Yeah, he sang Blue. And it was awesome. As it always is. You can you can tell that they had to scramble because it was just him, his guitar, and a couple of microphones. Who's an artist we can sit on the stage with no <laughs> band? Keith Urban's like... The American Idol judge, that guy. Gotcha. <laughs> Dan and Shay also performed on the top of a Barbie dream house. AJR performed. I have to say... It never fails to blow my mind the amount of production they put into these performances. Mm -hmm. I haven't watched a singing talent competition show since like 2008 American Idol. Carrie Underwood was up there with bad lighting and some musicians who were like college students paying for extra credits. <laughs> yeah. To see the lights, the fog, the names and lights, the full bands. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's a thing. Contestants really get the full experience. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to Ruby Lee. Yes. Congratulations. Second place is just as good as first, in my opinion. You did a great job. Going to have a great long career ahead of you. The Vice State's proud. Maren Morris had a crazy year and through everything. I bet you probably forgot she's actually still going through a divorce. She had a big year for better or for worse. And in October, she filed from divorce from fellow country singer Ryan Hurd amongst making other career moves. And she recently did um, the Howard Stern show and opened up about her personal life since announcing that split. And for the record, no, there's no new man in the picture. And it's all been so exhausting that she credits her new haircut to cutting this year's trauma out of it. The, the trauma out of my hair. You went They're, through a divorce this year, right? It's ongoing. Are you dating yet? No, um, I, I would like this to sort of wrap up. I, I, I don't have the headspace for that uh, yet. When I first saw the headlines, the headlines said, Maren Morris wants divorce to, quote, wrap up. But then once you watch the interview, yeah. she she means it more of a respect thing. Like she is ready to get through divorce first before she thinks about other things like that coming up. It's like 99% of the media, right? Right. It's, <laughs> it's all, all clickbait, girl. It's, it's all clickbait. <laughs> right. She really has had a huge year. I can't imagine. I don't know what went sideways in their marriage and that's not for me to know but I know that I always did love Ryan and Marin because they both felt like 
dark horses in the country world mm-hmm. in a way that like he is still pretty under the radar and they both their careers started on writing music for other artists and a lot of their successes are not seen on the surface level yeah and I really liked them and and was glad that they were together I would imagine to some degree the controversy that she had in 2023 led or at least played some sort of contributing role to the relationship. I mean, can you imagine if your significant other was going through something like that and like now all of a sudden like your whole relationship is in the crosshairs and everything is in the crosshairs and it's like... Not to mention they had their first child, their only child in 2020. Yeah. Along with all the other things happening in 2020. Yep. So I think um, maybe it was just the perfect storm of... That's a lot. Of a lot of things happening. But I, I like how she said she cut the trauma out of her hair. And now she has short hair again. I mean, I've heard of people doing that before. Whoever, like if your hair is a big part of your personality or even just, I think, for girls a lot of time when yeah. it's just one more thing to add to your day, it's an easy thing to manipulate. Like think Britney Spears just straight got so fed up with everything in her life. She shaved it off. Yeah. I'm reading Jessica Simpson's book right now. And she did the same thing where when everything got to be too much, she told her hairstylist, just bleach all the bad stuff out. Okay. That, I mean, it's, if it's symbolic. I don't know sure. if it's the healthiest move. Perhaps in Marin's case it is yeah. because it looks great. Well, I stopped listening when you said Marin Morris. So just want to throw that Are out Are you there. speaking for the people when you say that? <laughs> yeah. Are you speaking for the Facebookers? Who cares? Who cares? Out of country music anyway. I don't care about her anymore. Keep whining on Facebook. (laughs) Blake Shelton is being influenced by a lot of his fellow country artist friends. And his 2024 resolution, we've heard it a time or two before, he wants to cut back on his drinking and actually stick to it after making this resolution years past and never quite getting it right. He told the Today Show, I haven't managed to stop drinking yet. Even cutting back alone has been hard. So that's my New Year's resolution, either to cut back or stop drinking altogether. There, I said it. Okay. I think he needs to make a decision. And I think it needs to be, be one or the other. It's one or the other. Yeah, you can't. Especially in this business, you don't think you you can just say, I'm going to cut back because there's so many temptations all around. Just say no. Yeah. We've talked about how common this has been recently, not just in the country world, but amongst like regular people too. We've even talked about how I plan to do a dry January. It's just like a nice way to kick off the new year, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe on a healthier note, if that's what you're going for. Last week, John Party admitted to being over 120 days sober, and he did it specifically because he knew he needed to start dropping weight. He said it kind of just fell off, so it was working for him. Yeah. There was somebody else a couple weeks ago. I don't remember which artist it was, but a couple weeks ago, somebody else had mentioned that they were sober. I think even Jelly Roll has mentioned. Yeah, I think you're right. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been a big movement, I think, specifically in country artists because it's also such a such a big storyline in all their songs. Mm-hmm. It's always kind of involved. So I think the more people that say it out loud, the more normalized it is. Yeah. And they can kind of fall into these habits of, oh, we don't need to have liquor backstage or, oh, we don't need to have the alcohol around. Remember, so-and-so was sober. Or remember, like, we're not doing that anymore. I'm just now thinking, like, what it would be like to go a full year. Like, if I went, if I did the whole year next year. Uh-huh. I don't think it would be hard for you. You're right. It would just be like those social situations where like everybody else is and you're just kind of. You just got to have something in your hand. Yeah. Could be, uh, you know, LaCroix or something, right? Right. (laughs) See? You just got to order that. 
Jack and Ginger without the Jack. Sparkling water and lime. Anyway, if you were doing a dry January, just know that me, Blake Shelton, and possibly Remy are all in, on your side. There you go. And we're rooting for him. You already know another country artist has a bar coming up in Nashville just announced earlier this week. Any guesses right off the bat? We're not talking about Garth, right? Okay. Um, no, we're not talking about Garth. Or Dolly. Is it Chris Young? Hunter Hayes. I don't Hunter know. Hayes. Hunter! Get real. Old Dominion made the announcement earlier this week by standing around a bar, which was sat right on a construction site in the Midtown neighborhood of Nashville. Remy has his face in his hands. Thoughts? I just don't get it. There are so many bars that are artists named in Nashville. Can we stop? This is so... I read into this one a little bit. This isn't like a building is standing in Nashville and they're just using the artist's likeness. Like the Old Dominions themselves and a developer that they're friends with bought a spot in Midtown. So it's not even on Broadway. Okay. And they're building it from the ground up. Does that make it better? It's, it makes it theirs. That's true. Which is you, like when you're but going to Luke Bryan's, is, you're not, Luke Bryan doesn't own that. Nobody knows that though. Right. That's they why just, I'm saying it. Yeah. Nobody knows that. They just know that they see the name and they're like, oh, this is Luke Bryan's. He's probably always, he's probably in the back right now cooking up some fries. I think it gives Old Dominion a lot more control over maybe what goes down or like if changes come, it's not like, oh, we need to scrap Old Dominion's. They can, it's theirs. Yeah. So they can just do what they want with it. They made the announcement and they said, Midtown in Nashville has played such a role in the history of our band from chilling at the bar after writing to playing weekly shows in the wee hours of the morning early on, even recently when we played Whiskey Jam to launch our tour. So it's an important neighborhood for not only up and coming artists or writers, but local people and tourists who want a good place that they know will be a good time. Odie's will be that neighborhood bar for us all. Odie's. O-D-I-E-S. Cool. Odie's, obviously a nod to the nickname that we've all given the band, O-D. Mm, yes, I like it. Okay, they get they get two credit, they get two points for two one. Two extra credit points? Not being in like the Broadway area. Yeah. And then the second one being that they are doing this themselves. But that's it. It's still another bar. It's still another bar. I still want an old Dominion go-kart track or something. Mini putt. Dry cleaners. I could totally see them doing a putt putt something area other than a bar. There's so much fun. <laughs> I could absolutely see them doing something other than a bar. Odie's Family Fun Center. Right. Maybe this is just the start. Yeah. Perhaps. Laser tag, bowling. Let's go. I do agree. They get extra credit points for A, not being on Broadway, and B, for doing it themselves and having that like creative control yes. about it all. What do you get when you put Chris Jansen and Brett Michaels together? Crossroads. A lot of energy. Talk Dirty to Me by Poison was one of the first songs that Chris Jansen learned to play on guitar. So it was a real full circle moment when Chris booked CMT Crossroads alongside Brett Michaels. If you don't know what if you don't know what CMT Crossroads is, I'm not sure how. But it's a show on CMT that takes a country artist, pairs them with an artist of another genre. They do a whole crossover concert and they air it. You may have seen Kelsey Ballerini with Halsey or Rascal Flatts with Journey or Darius Rucker with the Black Crows. So now it's going to be Chris Jansen and, of course, Brett Michaels. And on this episode, the guys are duetting each other's songs. Every Rose Has Its Thorn, Your Mama Don't Dance, Fix a Drink, Good Vibes, Buy Me a Boat, all the biggest hits. 
and it premieres tonight. That's fantastic. Are you going to watch? Probably. Well, write it down. Tonight <laughs> at 8. CMT. I'm always watching CMT Crossroads. <laughs> My favorite with Keith Urban and John Mayer. You forgot about that one, didn't you? I did forget about that one. Yeah. That's almost too much mood. That's almost <laughs> too many guitar riffs in one room for me. It's a lot of guitar. That's for sure. Um, what I've seen of this episode so far of the little clips here and there, it looks really fun. Like there's a lot of boot scooting around the stage. The guys are dancing, a lot of harmonicas, and it all sounds a little something like this. that Chris Jansen and Brett Michaels are actually like really close friends, which mm-hmm. I didn't know before, which is also interesting since, like I said, Brett Michaels is such a big musical influence over Chris Jansen. And you see that in some of their interviews that they do along with the show. First thing I said to him was, why did you start playing music? He said, cars and chicks. And I said, <laughs> pretty much me too. Great. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> I love those guys together. What happens if you take off Brett Michaels' bandana? <laughs> I hear the hair comes with it. Does it go with it? Allegedly. <laughs> I wouldn't know. And I don't want to ask. But the music video, or I should say like the clip to this uh, CMT Crossroads episode is on our Facebook page along with the interview where they're interviewing each other. It's a lot of fun. Find us at 92.3 WIL. What's on your bucket list? Is it dangerous or even illegal? Because Walker Hayes says the top thing on his bucket list could actually get him arrested. I've always wanted to streak a field. Could you imagine (laughs) the exhilaration? Like, can you imagine 80,000 people? You're naked. Tasers are coming after you. Probably a football player. Dude, we were at the SEC championship and my wife and she was like, is today the day? And I was like, I don't know, man. You're kind of getting me like excited. His wife is a firm supporter. I saw you nodding. Because I'm totally in. You're down to streak. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know that I'd take my clothes off, but I feel like I feel like you're the, down to run. The whole challenge of not being tackled for as long as humanly possible—that's a game that I would be willing to play. Walker Hayes goes on in this interview. This is with Taste of Country Nights, and he actually says, "I would just go end zone to end zone. I'd let him have me after a while. It's just the feat of saying that you did it. You made it end zone to end zone. I'll yep. run faster than I'll ever have in my entire life." And um, he's like, "From." there they can have me i don't care i did it <laughs> which is hysterical because he goes on to say he would he would get naked he's all about it man it's been a while since we've had a full naked naked Streak. streaker like in any sport yeah. you know uh usually see the guys you know a couple times we've seen people that have like websites with whatever they're protesting or you know things like that but it's been a while since we've had a full naked he goes on to say it would be great for his career <laughs> and I can't blame him for that. He would definitely be more known more than just the Applebee's guy at that point. Yeah. Well, see, if you're going to go that route, go the Zach Bryan route and, you know, stand up to whatever police officer and be like, who's my security guard? What's going on here, officer? Do you know who I am? You know, and then you get the mugshot and everything. Well, I don't know that he necessarily meant to get arrested. <laughs> I you, think Walker Hayes knows what's coming for him. Can you imagine Walker Hayes, his mugshot, his shirtless mugshot? <laughs> yes, actually. 
I can. I think it'd be great. I hope it's something that he does do <laughs> safely someday. I think it would be hysterical. Is your bucket list, does it have something wild on it? Would your significant other support you? Text us if so. 314 699 4766. Casey covers country. 